Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, well, we continue on through Matthew, joined by the great, the people's favorite, the Jennifer McClish. (laughs) And today is a famous, famous passage. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember many a Sunday school lesson, um, (laughs) felt board, (laughs) illustrations. Um, Memorize these Bible verses. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember devil. all the like <laughs> videos I watched in Sunday school of this depictions of this happening. I remember right. one really haunting one. It was like I was probably like eight years old when someone played this in a classroom and it was like set in modern times, but Jesus was still wearing like a robe and a sash. But uh-huh. I remember the devil was like this very nefarious, like evil looking bald man with a suit on. <laughs> Which kind of mean. Um, and I just remember it was super creepy um, the way that they betrayed it but right. or portrayed it. So here we are. Here we are. Um, and this the shape of this whole encounter mm. is really interesting. You know, I, I think this is a, a valid observation, but a lot of the times people will draw out the observation that Jesus fights temptation with the word of God mm-hmm. and it kind of like stops there. Yeah. And I, I do think that that is a, a, a great application of this. Um, but like the literary shape of this story is really fascinating. You know, the setting, uh, it changes with each temptation. Uh-huh. It starts in the wilderness um, with this uh, stones to bread, mm-hmm. for instance, and then it's the entire city of Jerusalem mm-hmm. um, with the throw yourself f- down from the temple. Um, and then thirdly, it's the entire world. world. So, and their glory. Yes, and it's exactly. Glory. So yeah, it's, it's like, like this like upside down funnel, mm. which I guess is just a triangle. So it's just a, <laughs> it's it's a, a triangle. triangle shape <laughs> uh, of, uh, of temptation or of like setting. Yes. Um, and, you know, as we see things like that, uh, we should really like tune in of like, oh, yeah, there's no, probably like maybe there's like purpose and yeah, thought put some significance this. in that. Maybe. Yeah, may, I mean, I'm starting so, out here. Yeah, just out there. So, Jennifer, yeah, um, there's no way I will find all that meaning and significance, <laughs> but you probably can. So, what are your thoughts on this passage? Yeah, that's uh, okay. Well, that was quite the setup. Let's <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, this is. Okay, well, we think about how we left yesterday with um, Jesus and baptism and 
and saying, you know, this is to fulfill all righteousness. And just thinking about that, like it was very important, like what Jesus was doing in his life was like demonstrating that he's like fulfilling all of these things that were like, um, you know, happened in the Old Testament. But this like takes us way back, 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 back to Genesis, basically in the first temptation. I think we should think Mm -hmm. of that. And the fact that it happened in a garden, in a place that was completely um, perfect and everything was for Adam and Eve and for their provision, for their protection, for their delight. And um, that basically God had made it, you know, near impossible to <laughs> to choose wrong. I mean, you think that all the choices that they had were basically the good ones. There was just the one choice that they were not to make. And of course, they were set up to do that. They were meant to make that choice of not eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil out of um, love for God himself, mm-hmm. because they could not have known, um, even though he did say you would surely die, they could not have really known what that had would have you know, what would have transpired after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they did know the God who gave them the prohibition and they knew all the abundance that he had given them. So, you know, they were meant to make it in love. So I think seeing Jesus, this second Adam, or even the, you know, the true Israel, because I think there's also references um, in a minute to Israel in the wilderness. Um, you see, he's being tempted. It's almost like a it's like this whole replaying of mm-hmm. Satan coming to the second Adam and tempting him. And Jesus responds out of love for the father, like over and over again. And I think it's so interesting that the the devil always starts with, if you are the son of God, yep. like questioning that um, his identity first and asking um, Jesus to question his identity. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think Russell Moore has said it. Um, he has this book called Tempted and Tried, and he says that all temptation always starts with or is rooted in casting off the fatherhood of God. Mm. And so Satan is wow. coming to him with this like, cast off the fatherhood. You know, don't think about God, the father. Think about that you're hungry right now and mm-hmm. I have food. Um, and yeah, it's like when you see it in that context, you see, wow, Jesus, like, resist this temptation, the temptation that we do not, um, and that that is accounted to us. Mm. That's what we receive for him. When we believe in him, we receive, we are accounted his righteous life. Mm -hmm. So then we are accounted, it's like we're looked at as like, yeah, you resisted all temptation, you never sinned, because this is what Jesus is doing for us. Mm -hmm. That's that's one one place to start. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's interesting, too, as, as it kind of moves in tears from the wilderness yeah. to the... Well, and I was going to say, Please. when you said wilderness, that also made me think we should also see this as like another wilderness. So in contrast to the garden, yes. there's another big wilderness moment in the Old Testament. The next time is when the people of God yep. have um, disobeyed him, not gone into the promised land. Now, mm-hmm. and their punishment was to wander in the wilderness and that this ne- this first temptation makes a lot of sense in light of that because they were what were they doing? They were constantly complaining about the food. Yeah, they were grumbling and complaining. Yeah. Whereas Jesus has been here forty days and forty nights, which is some serious um, fasting, serious hunger. Oh yeah. He would have had all kinds of um, bodily manifestations of not having food, like your absolute weakest point, mm-hmm. which as we all know, when we're tempted in our weakness is when we tend to be like, yeah, well, I was hangry. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did this terrible thing. Like it's a justification for that. Yeah. So it's kind of also very significant that Jesus is being tempted in this like 
super weak state, super hungry state mm -hmm. in the wilderness, like God's son Israel, the first Israel, and yet he doesn't complain and he's completely yeah. trusting in Absolutely. God and Absolutely. he's not succumbing to the temptation of eating the bread. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I love that. You know, um, I, I love, I love nerding out on stuff like this as like a former English major in college, mm. but, uh, you know, a foil, like a literary yeah. foil. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like a character or a place or an instance or what have you, uh, that mirrors, uh, but you know, starkly contrasts or juxtaposes a different character, place, or instance, mm -hmm. or whatever. And so, yes, like exactly to your point, like Jesus is the foil of Israel in the wilderness. He's in the wilderness. He's suffering in the wilderness, but not because of his unrighteousness. He's actually fulfilling all righteousness, right. as yesterday's passage stated. But it's interesting, the target, as you know. Uh, the devil, uh, which the slanderer, the traitor, the uh -huh. deceiver, uh -huh. um, he, uh, you know, it moves from wilderness to Jerusalem to the world. And then likewise, so this, this first, uh, temptation, the stones to bread, um, it, it goes directly at like appetite, you know, it's a yeah. very like fundamental level thing. Exactly. It's like your physical hunger. So it goes towards the appetite and then, um, it, it, it's an attack on the appetite and then, uh, he moves to this second temptation, which is a maybe the mo most interesting one where, you know, from atop the temple, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. Um, and then he quotes two verses at him, uh, which is he will command his angels uh, concerning you, which co comes from Psalm 91. Um, and then on, on their hands, they will bear you up lest you're sh you're, you strike your foot against a stone. Mm -hmm. And I think, there's more happening here than just Satan being crafty and like using mm -hmm. God's word as like mm -hmm. reverse psychology. But you know what Matthew has been doing so much already is pointing out how Jesus is fulfilling all of these scriptures. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like there, it reads as this Satan, like challenging Jesus to fulfill these scriptures. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. it's like, like, Oh, like all oh, this is about you. Then, you know, how about Psalm 91? You know? Right, right. And so it, it's really attacking like the identity of Christ yes. and, and going towards the ego, the identity. Yes. And then finally this call to, you know, fall down and worship me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. And it's just a, it's a direct assault on the holiness of Jesus. Yeah. And so, and, and his faithfulness uh, to the father. Right. And it is interesting how like those kind of layers of temptation uh, fall so much in order in our own lives. And, yes. You know, there's sins of appetite that, you know, we think about a lot like lust and drunkenness yeah. and whatever, where yeah. it's purely just us succumbing to the weakness of our desires. Um, and then there's things that we do out of like self-protection of our ego and yes. our identity. And then there's things that we do where we just totally abandon God and our selfish ambition. Right. And, that gives us like, you know, that there's like a weight of conviction there. Just even as I like say all that <laughs> say out, it out loud, loud. I know. Like, oof, oof, oof. Yeah. And yet Jesus was without sin. And so I think it should just lead us to this place of like understanding the righteousness of Jesus. Yes. In such a deep, profound way. Right. Wow. Right. It was all encompassing. All encompassing. And 
just to giving us that much more depth in our understanding of what sin truly is, that it, it really, like all those things that you described about appetite, um, you know, um, identity, and um, even exaltation, glory. I mm-hmm. mean, these are all things that were created in us, like good desires. Mm-hmm. It's just that we were meant to find them in God alone. Mm-hmm. And looking to anything other than God is, you know, what the Bible calls idolatry, looking for meaning and purpose, and but looking for provision of in anything else, looking for protection in anything else, looking to um, exalt yourself above God and in, in doing that, you know, via anything else. This is all like what the, the what the true nature of sin is, and that's actually really helpful to think to for recognizing temptation, for resisting temptation, but also seeing like what is what is Jesus doing here? Mm-hmm. He's ultimately finding all of these things in God Himself because it's Absolutely. not wrong to be hungry and to want food, mm-hmm. but He was demonstrating that ultimately provision is found in the Father, and He was willing to trust Him and submit yep. to what. Um, to God's timing for that um, provision. And that was completely out of love for the father. And so it's like this complete like reversal of everything that happened in the garden and everything that's happened since. Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, for our behalf, because we get credit for it, but also just showing us like what it means to be human. Mm -hmm. This is what being a true human is, is to find all of these things in God himself and to be so, you know, God oriented and others oriented that, um, we're not willing to believe the lies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that, you know, the, the Hebrews, we, we have a great high priest who's not unable to mm. sympathize with yes. us Hebrews but 4, 15, in every way he's been tempted yeah. and tried just as we are yeah. yet without sin. Yeah. Without sin. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so profound to see Jesus, uh, to face and, um, you know, it, it says, I can't, Okay, it's not in this, uh, it's not in Matthew's account of this. I can't remember which account, um, but in one of the other gospels, it says at the end, then the devil left him until another time mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like pointing forward to, um, you know, the the final yeah, temptation, temptation and trial of Christ, which right. is physician, heal yourself, you know, yes. it's like take yourself off the cross. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Jesus faces you know, the entirety of the power of hell. Right. Yet without sin. Right. And without defeat, but as a conqueror. And I think sometimes we think like, well, he was God. He was without sin. Like it would been, have been easier for him, but actually he's the only human who's ever felt the full weight of sin because exactly. he resisted to the point of death. Like it's like the kind of thing, like I just remember Survivor, you know, when you used to watch like people like standing on the pole and holding something heavy over their head and the people who jumped off, you know, like five minutes in, they're like, man, that was really hard. That was really hard. But the people who stayed for like three hours and they said it was really hard. It's like, they really knew how hard it was. I mean, the the people who jumped off right at the beginning, they, they tasted how hard it was, but they, they they had no idea like really how hard, but Jesus resisted temptation all the way to death on the cross. And exactly. you're like, none, none of us ever feel the way because we, we jump off too soon. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we succumb. And, um, so it, you know, it's incredible the lengths that he went to, uh, to for us. Absolutely. And, and even just as a closing thought, this, uh, whole passage is sandwiched by two, um, really jam-packed phrases. One is that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness and the latter being that 
and behold, angels came and were mm-hmm. ministering to him. Mm-hmm. That's one we don't talk about a lot. Is that at the end, these <laughs> Wait, angels what? show up. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Um, we're like, uh, and on to the <laughs> Jesus begins his ministry. Um, but I think again to yesterday's point of Jesus, like Jesus receiving the baptism of John right. and not showing up and being like, okay, see you, John. It's the it's the Jesus show now. Yeah. Um. But, you know, receiving the ministry of John and he, you know, he submits to the father is led by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, he is, he has pressed his body. He's a human, right? Mm-hmm. Fully human. He's pressed his body so hard and he's with, uh, stood such great temptation. Right. And, uh, you know, now he is receiving the ministry of angels. Again, I just think we see the humility of Jesus. Yeah. Um, the the perfect humility um, and, and kindness and, and meekness uh, that is within his character. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's Amazing. Beautiful. Good God. All right. Well, for the great Jennifer McClish, this is Will Carlisle, and we're going to continue on. So we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.